Welcome to Patch Notes. It's been a little while. We're here again. It is me, uh, Trevor. Uh, I am uh, Hagelman on Twitter. You know me already. Um, mm. And you already know my co-host as well. It's it's Mr. John Bernhardt. It is... Uh, hey. Uh, yeah. Hey, I'm sorry about the... Uh, I know you're a big-time Mariners fan, so I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no um, hitting you today. On, on Cinco de Mayo, my favorite anti-Habsburg holiday. Um, <laughs> the celebration of the day when... Uh, the Napoleon, um, what are they, what are they, I guess he would be, not a surrogate, need a more insulting word than a surrogate, um, <laughs> the puppet emperor that, uh, that he placed on the throne uh, of, of Mexico as part of his, one of his schemes during the Napoleonic Wars, uh, the day when he, when that emperor was toppled, um, which is now like a day for white people to binge drink and order Mexican food. I guess yes. in the United States, I know typically because that, that just, typically white people just love to take other people's holidays and make them times where uh, we can binge drink and uh, order uh, food that is like vaguely like the kind of uh, food that like the those people who have the holiday would like. And this is how our economy works now, basically. Correct. Um, yes. We just, we have, right. every every fifteen years or so, we need to add a new one of these um, holidays for certain for you know a new sector. Heaven uh, but no, you don't do it. Yeah, the I found the taco truck. I've talked about the, the taco truck on this program before. You have. It was a big thing about like COVID. I remember that the, uh, yeah. the taco truck disappeared for a bit. They're back, obviously. Uh, they're back at a different gas station. Um, right. Good. As the as the previous gas station they were at is being knocked down and rebuilt. It seems um, like they want to get out of there for that. Yeah, that would be right. Yeah. Um, but today they had uh, half off quesadillas and burritos. So I've I had a Ooh. quesadilla and I've got a burrito. It feels bad to order a burrito and then, like, shove it in the fridge, but, you know, you can reheat a burrito pretty easily, you know, if you know what you're doing. That does um, feel really bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. But like, it was, I'm, sure, I'm sure you did a good job at reheating it. Like, I, I don't know. But it, it was five – it, 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 it was a full-size burrito for $5, and it's like I can't pass that up. Like, well, yeah, value. no. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're hungry or not. But also, like, I, I'm not going to eat the quesadilla and then also the burrito in the same sitting. See, that's kind of um, messed up. Like, I feel like you, I feel like you are, uh, you're bold enough to do that. Yeah, I am, but my stomach isn't. Like, I, it used to be mm. that I could in, inhale, um, you know, uh, you know, two sit, two two persons worth of food. Um, in five minutes or whatever, I just, I ate way too fast. I eat way too fast. You know, I clear my plate immediately. I get the hell out of, away from the dinner table. Now you do that, you know, you do that in your mid thirties and you're liable to like start vomiting. I um, mean, in a way that's, that's nice. It's, it's age making us healthier. I'm not sure that's, you know, I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not getting healthier <laughs> as I age. I'm Are getting you older. Sure you're eating less. Yeah, um, that's true. Um, uh, well, I don't know. I, uh, I I think probably you know my my sort of hesitation aside. I think it was probably a good idea not to eat uh, a full burrito after you ate a quesadilla. Yeah. That's um, probably so, smart. So I've got that, and I'll probably have some of it after we record because I had I got these earlier today. Oh, see, that's a um, bad choice to have a burrito at like eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, but... we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, oh, it, I, yeah. I didn't. I just I make I put the good choice in the bank so I can spend it later on the bad choice. Okay, well that's pretty smart. Um, um, well, that's good. Uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been a little while because, um, well, because you got your, uh, your COVID shots, which always yep. kind of, as, as everyone knows now, 
the COVID shots wreck you for a, a brief period of time, more or less. Like some people uh, don't. Feel it, very it didn't much. for some people. Those those lucky few. Um, yeah, I just or I tired. guess those lucky many. I mean, yeah. there's uh, apparently only like you know half of us, half the people who get these shots have these these side effects. But um, yeah, mine. Was, yeah, I was, was really really, really sleepy. My wife got you know knocked knocked down on her second one. The first one she didn't feel it at all. Second one, ugh. yeah. Um. So yeah, those we I, we got I. I you know, I was in and out of that. They've they've done a really good job with setting, um, setting it up the the max vac- vaccination sites up in in Maryland. Um, I mean, you yeah. always have really nice things to say about Maryland's uh, state government, so <laughs> I think that'll come as no one as a surprise to no one who's a longtime listener of the show that you are a big fan. Yeah, uh, this is still the only two times I've been in M and T Bank Stadium where the Ravens play. I I, I don't have the money. To go there uh, and worship I, I at mean, that temple of football. Regularly. I love I love driving by the link, but I've never been there. I mean, I don't have the money yeah. to go to an Eagles game. <laughs> yeah, leave um, that leave that for the wealthier fans. I'm not sure if I if I mentioned this on a previous podcast when I got the first shot, but uh, the recruitment materials for because the National Guard obviously is helping out with the manpower sure. um, for administrating this vaccine because the National Guard and the military are the only institutions in America that can still do things on purpose. Yes. Um, that that are permitted to do things on purpose by um, <laughs> by the Republicans who are the protagonists of the American government, uh, as far as our media and our uh, our country are concerned. Apparently, um, so there's this, the recruiting propaganda for the Air Force. The uh, I think it's the Air Force National Guard, that's um, or the Air Force Reserves or the fuck they call it. Uh, that's administrating the vaccine. Air, at Air Force Bank. Reserves is like is is somehow like more terrifying than Army Reserves. Like yeah, you just yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn how to I'm gonna learn how to fly a plane like once every weekend, like once every month. I'm gonna take a weekend and learn how to fly a fighter jet. Yeah, I'm not actually I I'm not that familiar with what they do over there in the uh, in the Air Force Reserves. I don't really want to ex- know. I expect it's not actually they fly fighter jets, but boy, I I I have to assume. That a lot of people sign up thinking that's going to be the case. Yeah, you. Well, I assume you'd, you'd expect the people who get the health care and, and show up for forty hours a week. Um, or I, I, I actually, as a soldier, you are probably on the hook for more than forty hours a week. Not really sure how on duty hours translate to workplace hours for people who, in the service. Uh, and I intend to never find out. Smart. Um, I you know, I, I'm assuming that they allow that the the active duty personnel are the ones flying the planes and the air force. People are doing support shit. Like, they do um, call it the chair force for for a reason, apparently. Yeah, mostly to make air force people mad. That's the yeah. reason they Ooh. call it that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was gonna add because I am not uh, in the military. I don't actually know why they call it the chair force. I guess uh, it my rhymes. assumption was it yeah, rhymes, it rhymes and, and it makes them mad. They're lazy. Yeah. Uh, um. And you know, there's all the stories about the Air Force. They're the uh, the most active uh, members of the DoD as far as propaganda and um, the sort of media outlays go. You may notice in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the two current ranking captains, Captain Marvel and Captain America, are both Air Force captains. It's really weird um, that they made Captain America an Air Force captain. Oh yeah, I guess new captain. Well, yeah, I, never, Sam I don't Wilson, pay any attention right. to the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe anymore. No, no, really. he, yeah, obviously it's Steve wonderful. Rogers is an Army captain. But yeah, I was um, going to say he was in the Army. He was a little yeah. a twerp in the Army before he got the 
So he was a little private. Um, yeah. um, it's very weird. He was a private. You don't actually usually go. Well, you don't ever go from um, private from an enlisted officer to uh, a rank like captain, which is an officer's rank. Um, I mean, you, you do, without, it, you do without, if you become like. <laughs> well, it, it was like it was like a, well, obviously, even in the movie, so like it's a fake. It's a fake rank. We're giving you a fake rank for this vaudeville show you're going to put on for the troops, and then obviously, you know, he turned and you know the, did the thing and became the guy, and I guess at some point uh, did his officer's training school. Um, off screen, um, Thank we, God. we don't need an we don't need an entire movie about Steve Rogers at officers training school. Oh God! Um, Based on what I've heard about officer officer candidate school from uh, from my friend who went to like you know fifteen minutes of it before he pulled <laughs> pulled someone aside and said, "Hey, I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not going to do this. Um, I'm going to go play at the arcade for the rest of the day, then drive." Home. Oh, you you get to no no you get to you get to uh, you get to sweep the floors for the for like weeks. Oh, you don't just get to leave. That's incredible. Yeah, that's no, excellent. He, yeah, he, uh, he 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 went through all the all the. I'm sure I've talked about this on the on the podcast, but he went through all the um, all the trouble of getting into officer candidate school for the Navy. Thought he'd do it. Um, you know, like they they interviewed his friends and family. Yeah, he got through all this stuff. He was huge, and he got there, and like every single person was a huge chud, and he was like, "Oh no!" Yeah, um, yeah. and and like and basically was like. You know, pulled a CO, pulled a CO aside, like on the first or second day, was like, "Yeah, I'm out." Um, and once you do that, they they take you aside and they make you like clean the place for three months, and then you get to leave. Excellent. That's 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 a slightly more more investment and slightly too farther than my um, than my uh, adventures in joining the family business. My family are all lawyers. Okay, um, and so I went. I have gone. I guess I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure how long. These these scores last, but I've gone as far in the process as taking the LSAT and getting, I guess, you know, some you know, eighty fifth percentile, you know, like the B plus student um, nice. outcome, the one where you're not actually able to brag about. It's 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 that nice area where you can brag about it, but you're not like a tryhard, I guess. <laughs> uh, you're just gonna uh, brag about it to people. Who yeah, are just like, you're yeah. Just like I didn't do that. Like I didn't actually try. Yeah, I, I you know, I just did. You know. I, I, I just showed up for class. For the Rolled episode. out of bed. Yeah, right. Yeah, I didn't do the homework. Um, but I got to that point. Um, I want to say that my even my essay was about – was extolling the virtues of communism in local government. Yeah, I'm uh, sure so I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. if I actually had applied, I, they'd have loved that. People love that in law school. Um, but I, I, after that, I, like, I never applied anywhere uh, because I looked – I took a hard look at what law school costs – and um, what the law, what everyone in my life who wasn't my family who was a lawyer was screaming at me about: do not go to law school, do not do this. I mean, yeah, no, that that was a good call. Um, um, although, if you had gone, you could have been on one of the many uh, lawyer podcasts. Yeah, there are the many lawyer podcasts. Um, so yeah, I, I've I've got I, I don't I, I guess I could technically go back if I wanted to. I'm although I sh- I'm sure those results have to expire after a certain amount of time. Like yeah, you have to, like after like three years you have to retake it or something. You could I'm still sure. get an eighty five. I bet. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, that test sucked, but we did get to do it inside a cool like. It was in D.C. We took it in D.C. Um, and it was I, I want it was the spring. Um, 
it was the spring session, the spring uh, administration of the test. And I stayed at my sister's place because she was, uh, without getting too deep into my sister's business on the podcast, um, <laughs> the, she and my now brother-in-law uh, were living in the same building. So they could just stay in his place, his his room, mm-hmm. his apartment, uh, while I bunked down in hers for a day or so. You know, because uh, I, I was staying up in Baltimore at the time, and I didn't want to drive from Baltimore down to D.C. to take the test. Yeah, it makes sense. And then, you know, yeah, so I'd stay the night at her place, and she was, in, she's in fucking, she was in Foggy Bottom at the time. 25th Street, or whatever it is, in, in Washington after 7 p.m., fucking dead. Hmm. Like, uh, you know, I've, I've lived in Baltimore, I've lived in New York City, um, both of which was just so, so much more vibrant than that part of D.C. Oh, yeah, uh, nice place before you take a test. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, nothing was open. It was hilarious. Like, I, I couldn't even go to the fucking, like, there, was, there were no bodegas, obviously. Mm-hmm. No, no corner stores. Um, oh, boy, now we're going to get the people who love bodegas in the comments. Yeah. Um, and like the so like the only convenience store or place where I could like uh, go and get a bag of chips or a sub or whatever uh, would have been the Whole Foods and the Whole Foods fucking closed at seven. <laughs> um, All right, it's just incredible. Um, so you just so yeah. Start. Then I, I I went and I we did, I don't remember where we took the test. Uh, I think it was at Trinity College, Trinity University, Trinity Washington University in D.C., which is just, you know, there are a bunch of nice old private um, campuses that are affiliated with churches around D.C. Uh, We took it in one of them. Uh, It was extremely Catholic. We're talking, like, has that picture explaining the Holy Trinity uh, with the, you know, the circle... You know, the, the circle and spokes mm-hmm. where God's in the middle and it's got Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Well, if you don't and have then, that, how do you expect to understand it? And then connecting Father, Son, and Holy Ghost as the wheel of, uh, like, the, 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 the wheel of this thing is, or the words, is not. And then, but the, mm-hmm. but the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost all have the word is connecting them to God. And this oh, is, of course, like okay. the great explanation of the concept of a three-in-one God. Um that uh, that I guess these you know they think the kids are too stupid, uh, and these are I guess these are college kids are too stupid not to get if they don't get this uh this this this. I mean, it is um, pretty complicated. Explainer. Let's be real. Well, I mean, it's less complicated than it is an ar- arbitrary. <laughs> Without getting too much, I mean, I, I was re- I was baptized Catholic, so I can say it. Um, it's not racist to say you don't no. agree with the Catholic Church. And thank God for that. And actually, as uh, my, I think my Irish grandfather would disagree with you there. Uh, oh well, fair enough. I mean, it's it's not racist to say that you don't agree with the Catholic Church. It is racist to say that you don't want a unified Irish state. That is true. Um, uh, but yeah, your Doyles uh, agree with you. <laughs> good. <laughs> thank God. Uh, I don't actually know. I guess my I guess the Irish side of my family would be on my wife's side, so I don't really know what they what they're affiliation is i'm not gonna look too far into it um (laughs) usually a good idea yeah uh well 
I am glad that you're not a lawyer because you're on the show talking to me. I mean, and, and if you were a lawyer, you'd have to be working on your several cases. Uh, Jack yeah. McCoy, you know, breathing down your neck, trying to get some kid to confess to. Well, I'm not that attractive. I'm I'm not an ADA on Law and Order attractive. Well, I um, mean, you, you aren't like a statuesque blonde or brunette, so McCoy doesn't want true. you on his staff. Um, except, I guess, I guess he had that one, uh, the one D, the one ADA he sort of inherited from the from the um, the first uh, DA. The, uh, the 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 African American gentleman who, uh, yeah. who good good I forget his name but he was in like the first five seasons. Um, anyhow, uh, I'm glad that you're not doing that. I'm glad you're right. you're here chatting with Thank us. You. And uh, unfortunately, though, we don't have a lot of news, but we just have like some, you know, one piece of news everyone has probably heard about by now. But we thought we would at least commemorate um, a little bit, and that is uh, the sort of the 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 end of Giant Bomb as we know it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I don't really have a, a close personal relationship with any of the Giant Bomb guys. Me and Alex follow each other, and I, you know, sent him a note saying I was thinking of him and keeping in my thoughts about this stuff, and we, you know, commiserate a little bit over media shit like that. Um, but other than, you know, I, they've been, and I, and I've sort of, uh, like, tried to keep a distance from them on purpose, I guess, mm-hmm. because of the, of of the parasocial relationship thing because they have been a huge part of my media consumption habits for like a decade um yeah and i i like that you say like your media consumption habits and not just like because like they've done so many things like i feel like i missed most of what giant bomb did because i was out of video games for when i was out of video games but like even coming back like just the 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 shadow and like the the reach of giant bomb is uh mm-hmm. i mean it's it's unparalleled yeah i mean the the fact that they're uh, uh, alex Vinny, and brad leaving was like it was news like like mm-hmm. you know you go to gamesindustry.biz or whatever and look, like they have their own article there about them leaving um and on, i mean they're an institution they always were an institution um, they've been an institution since, uh, since Ryan and Jeff put that thing together after he got his ass fired from GameSpot, um, <laughs> in one of the most iconic exits for like that, that is like the, 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 uh, the, the movie exit that you want for the principled journalist guy, right? you know, going out was on that his Kane shield. And Lynch? Yes. Kane and Lynch too. I think it was the second one, which is not even the one. first Kane and Lynch. <laughs> People like uh, Kane and Lynch too now, which is funny. Uh, um, maybe it was the first Kane Lynch. I, I think it which. was the first Kane and Lynch because okay. that had like that had like the huge media blitz um, okay. and all the banners and stuff. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, yeah. He uh, for those not familiar, um, Jeff was uh, was the editor in chief of Gamespot at the time. He was he was high up. He was like he was yeah, he was, he was head of he reviews. Was, he was head of reviews is okay. what it was. Um, yeah, I, I was gonna say I don't think he ever made it to ESE, but um, yeah, he was he was very high. Um, and EIC at that point, of course, was AOC. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> she would have been like, what, 22? Uh, a lot younger than that, it was, I expect. It was, yeah, it was quite a while ago that Jeff um, departed GameSpot uh, because the press people for um, whoever was publishing Kano Lunch, I know it was an IOI game. I'm not sure if they were part. I think they were part of Take-Two at that point. 
Um, I feel like the second one had something to do with Squaresoft for some reason. I, I well, they keep yeah, Iowa keeps moving. Has like they had this this long arc where they were independent, and then they sold themselves to a publisher, which I think was Take Two Interactive, and then Take Two went under, and so they teamed up with Square Enix for a while, and that's where the so it was the first Hitman like Hitman 2016 was published by. Take Two, I believe, uh-huh. and then twenty. The Hitman Two was under Square Enix, and then Hitman Three was themselves. Um, so they've been, you know, moving in and out of deals for a long time. Uh, but the, the the upside was they gave Kane and Lynch a bad review, an honest review. Um, yeah, I think it wasn't even that bad. I think it was basically no. like, yeah, this game kind of sucks. It's like not the yeah. best game in the world. It's like a, it's it's like that classic seven out of ten review. Yeah, and as yeah, I recall, Jeff's said before on many things that. Uh, it was sort of uh, that was a cul- a culmination of things, more than like a singular event mm. that got him fired. Like you know, the the world was moving on from the way that he had come up in the business and run the business uh, in the '90s uh, and done reviews in the you know in the early 2000s, and you know times were changing, and this was their the excuse they wanted to to change things, and uh, they did it poorly. They did it cynically um and the goodwill and you know more rectitude and uprightness and whatever other stuff that i suspect he would not want want to ascribe to himself out of humility (laughs) um you know led to giant bomb and giant bomb had had built into it basically that kind of authenticity that kind of uh vibe um, you know, these were people you could trust. It was like, it, I don't think you, I don't, it wasn't the first personality driven video game, um, imprint, I don't think, technically no. speaking, but it was the one that survived. And I think it was uh, the most interesting one. Like, yeah, the, 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 the different personalities they brought in, the different people they brought in, like you could point to, you could even point to like Penny Arcade as like but yeah. But I was thinking time. of G four. Oh, G four, yeah, G four stuff an and all one. the stuff surrounding G four. I mean, uh, like but, what I was gonna say was like Penny Arcade at that point. Literally, I mean, like it was as much a review site as it was a, a web comic. Like that was yeah, you know, yeah. So like I think I think you know you could point to that. You could, but like the the, the interesting thing about Giant Bomb is that it um it like like the people on it. It, it was. It was. You're right about the parasocial thing, right? Like, absolutely. Yeah. But it's also that, like, it's kind of like the they were your friends, not in a podcast way, but in the way of like, oh, like in the way that like, um, now oh, this is gonna sound stupid, but like in the way that like Joel and the robots are, where like you know their mm-hmm. personality, you know, who, like kind of who they are, and well, they're playing. Yeah, they they became characters. Yeah, but, like, characters um, that you can sort of, like, enjoy. Not necessarily yeah. characters where you're like, oh, this is a bit. Like, it's not yeah. Gabe and Tycho. It's different than that. Yeah, and I, and they, over the years, they talked about how weird that got. Because, sure. uh, you know, one thing I've always kind of liked about um, only doing this podcast, you know, uh, once a week, tw- twice, two to three times a month, and maybe, maybe you know, not putting my face on things. I, I try to keep my face off the internet as much as possible. 
is well, I, you're not I gonna really like don't... this week's thing where it's John Kieran, yeah. the man or not John Kieran, it's my old roommate. John Bernhard, <laughs> the the man, the myth, the, the legend. The expose. Because yeah. um, I, I don't like that feeling where I know the 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 information in uh, asyn, uh, asymmetry. Uh-huh. Where like I could talk to a giant bomb host about things in their life that they never told me, but they, yeah. they, you know, that are on their stream. And I've watched their content for so many years that, you know, that, that feeling has to be incredibly weird and off-putting. Well, and it's, and it's, I never want to experience it myself. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've experienced <laughs> it to a small degree. I'm certainly not successful enough to, or like, uh, you know, out there enough to, to, to pull in like the, the things that Alex and Jeff and Vinny and Brad and, and, you know, everyone we don't have to name all of them but austin too yeah like yeah. you know there's there is like a sense of that kind of like oh yeah i heard about your life on on the show um like, but like you from, know, from all sorts of people too like i you know talking to like the you know people who are obviously online love them but then like also just like my my like a friend of my daughter's her dad was her dad was like listening to giant bomb uh to the Bombcast, and i was like oh hey like was that your show that that Alex was like was going to be playing at? Like, did he play at your show? Like that? Like just the fact that like some random person, like a totally normal guy, you know, like mostly I see him walking around. He's like super nice, but I'll say hi. Also happens to listen to the Bombcast and like knows everything about these guys' lives. I mean, like you, you're. It's not just like. I think the way to say it is, it's not just like where you know, uh, uh, in like come town, right? Um, mm. which I know we, we bring it up so often on this show that you everyone's probably okay, so. sick. Like, why do you guys keep talking about Comtown? Um that's not true. We've, I don't think we've ever brought it up. But the uh Well, I'm always talking about Comtown. But you know, we have to cut our <laughs> our, our cut uh, producer that. has to cut out so much of these recordings because yeah, I, I just won't stop recapping. I forgot um, yeah, I forget that Julia typically has just, to cut out four of the uh, five hours of the show to get to Well, the, I just start doing Stavros's bits. Yeah. Right? I, you do love doing Stav's bits. You like to call yourself the uh, the 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 non Greek Stavros. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing his his Greek Jesus bit all over. It's uh, really weird. The to first twenty five minutes of the show uh, were yeah. actually me God, doing that. Yeah, no. How did I forget? Well, I I, I force myself to forget that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like it, it is sort of like their like their lives are sort of like that for like a very small subsection of extreme weirdos, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and I I mean like I'm friends with some of those weirdos. Like, it's it, it, I'm not necessarily casting aspersions to being a, an online weirdo like, i don't like to i don't like to throw uh, rocks in my glass house but like it is it is like you know you could you could say like well you know everyone knows about like adam and dasha getting like splitting up or like whatever like you know what are nick and stavros doing in their daily lives like what's their when greenwald's getting in on that yeah right <laughs> god um, that's gonna date. That's gonna date this episode. Yeah, thank God. Um, <laughs> thank God, everyone will see that tweet. But, um, yeah. but like the point is, like it's not, you know, like that is the same thing, obviously. But for for those guys, like that's a pretty small portion of America, right? <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. the chances are you're just like gonna run into someone who's gonna be like, oh hey, are you that Nick Mullen? Is probably decently low. Like I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Plus. I'm, I, I know I it's am. affected his like. I know it's affected their their like 
a livelihood because people will look it up and, and like be put off by what they do. And well, they're also more likely to get like do. cops called on them. Yeah, right, like, right, right. The, the, the shit they do most likely gets you know that that's yeah. that's where their interaction it with loses, the real world is yeah, likely. It loses them. It loses them Hollywood work or uh, yeah. commercial work. And it gets the cops called on them. But primarily, like, you're not going to go to the bodega and people are going to be like, oh, yeah, wow, yeah. like, you're that guy. It, like, I feel like with Giant Bomb, there's a chance that that would happen. Yeah. Like, and also, like, for most um, for most podcast hosts, even the really famous ones. Uh, me. Yeah. Like, like us, obviously. Same breath as Chapo. Same breath as, as Town. People are always. Um, yeah. People are always calling us that. The... We don't have to go to in uh you know, in real life shit. Like we don't do live shows unless we want to. Right. And, uh, and at the live but, shows, like, uh, like, especially for me, like the live shows are are like, like friends, like, and, like and actual. It, yeah. Yeah. It's my buddies. And then also it's like, they, my buddies are also the draw. Like yeah. no one's going like, and I, I, I cultivated it for the same reason that you just talked about. Like, I don't like, I don't think I'm very interesting. So like, I don't think I'd make a great draw, but like, also, I kind of like being second fiddle, like to the guests. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, and I get that that's sort of what Giant Bomb does, also, where like they're second fiddle to the to the work, and they're they're sort of the personalities, and it's a group thing. But like, no one's no one's gonna learn about me if like, you know, Scott or Josh or I guess like funnily enough, Alex is there, like, yeah. or or Liv even. Like, I sort of like I sort of like pawn that off on you and Liv even a little bit, where like. There are interesting people that I talk to, and that's enough. Like, you don't have to know that much about me. If you want to, you can. I'm sure there are ways. But, like, you know, primarily... You can buy his book. Yeah, there you go. Well, at that point, I want you to learn all about me. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's not it's not putting myself out there the same way. And that is, like, I'm, it's it's got to be enervating. It's got to be, like, really weird. I mean, like, the thing is, like... It... It's, it's this weird, yeah, it's like this, like, because I'd never do it, but I'd have that, like, you know, when you, like, you get close to the edge of a of a large drop, and it's like, what would it be like if I if I just stepped off this That's ledge? an intrusive that thought, kind of my intrusive friend. intrusive thought. Yeah. It's like, I feel like I'd get the same sort of thought if I, like, walked into the same room as Vinny Caravella, Caravella and, like, the intrusive thought would immediately hit him, hit me, ask him about his basement. Has yeah, his basement right. flooded recently? How, how, how's that? Has his, has his septic tank pu- uh, fucked up recently? Because that's just like Vinny. You know, a large part of those beast casts is Vinny talking about like home shit, like the, the house he has, and right? Yeah, the, and the trials and travails he has to go through to keep that. You know, as a homeowner, it's also funny because like it must impact their um, their lives in terms of like small talk too. Where like yeah, when I had Ben on the podcast um, when he was still a giant bomb, uh, Ben Pack. Like the the like I asked him because like I didn't really know him that well. Like we just like got to know each other via the podcast. Like I hadn't listened to a lot of his Giant Bomb stuff, and like I, he told me how tall he was, and we like we joked around about how tall he was, and I thought that was funny. And like literally the first comment on the podcast was "God, so hack talking about how tall." Ben is yeah, great work. God, like I haven't heard that a million times. It's like what? <laughs> how much? How much? All right, like I think it's funny. He's tall. That's. Um, we're, we're, I'm sad. Sad we didn't get any like new special lore for the the Ben Pack .xls file you're compiling. Right, exactly. Like uh, it's like but... you know, like it must be weird to like talk to someone and they like they they note like and that's what small talk is. You note like the most obvious mm-hmm. part about a person's personality. 
And you sort of are able to draw upon it and say, like, oh, it's sort of interesting that you are so tall or, like, you like video games or whatever, right? Like, and, and you, you get to know them uh, for that brief period and then talk about something else because you know them a little better. It must be weird to have, like, a subsection of people who in, – in the world who, like, for them, that sort of small talk would be extremely dull and boring. Like, yeah, because they've already yeah, moved past I know. It. Like, I know yeah. you're a drummer, Alex. Like – I know that you were in Jeff's band. Like I, I, I've, I've, I've listened to the the shows. I'm like, I'm up on this. Um, it's sort of like a smaller version, and I will say it's a smaller version of this. I'll say their 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 star is thankfully not quite the same uh, sort of like cult classic personality, although close to uh, to like um, uh, Tom Sharpling's. Right, like it, mm-hmm. it is. There is a best show quality to to the to the thing where like you know like if I met Tom Sharpling, it would be like meeting a cartoon character as opposed to a person. Um, And I expect that's the same for a lot of the beast cast guys. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just never going to leave my house. So it's, you know, uh, even, even now that I'm vaccinated, I'm just, wait, wait, no, no, that doesn't, that doesn't seem like it will solve the problem. So I'll never meet them and no one will ever meet me. And thus the mortifying ordeal of being known will be postponed perhaps indefinitely once again john has just taken the wrong lesson from it everyone that's john's thing if you ever meet john ask have you yeah. taken the wrong lesson from something you won't though because i'm never leaving the house mm, who knows um yeah no, I, the taco truck so yeah i'm just like just, just hang out the funny yeah, thing about you saying that you haven't given these things is you are the one who has given the taco truck yeah, also yeah. your general location yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure people can figure out stuff about you, and then when they meet you, go yeah. like, "Oh, are you angry about uh, Destiny today?" <laughs> like, yes, yeah. I'm always angry about I'm Destiny. Extremely the streamer, angry about the video game. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just angry about something. Have you written a Goonhammer recently? Uh, I have actually. We'll yeah, talk no, about that. Will be my video game. Oh, good. Um, um, excellent. But yeah, no, we I should get. Yeah, I don't know. Did you so like? You know, outside of what's weird about them, um, not weird about them, but what must be weird about them. Like, I think, like, I think it's important to talk about because, like, you you sort of you sort of look at something like those three quitting, right? Um, mm-hmm. And what was funny? And they left. They left on their own terms, is what they've said. Um, <sighs> we don't, and I speak with we, meaning literally me and you, but also yeah, I don't know. in the general sense. We don't have any real insight to how that happens, like what the specifics are in that office. Yeah, or, I should say, like, despite that... being like friendly acquaintances with Alex, like, I don't, I don't know anything about it. Like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't bother him and ask him, like, did, yeah, yeah. did you, did you get a good buyout from CBS? Which I mean is like the 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 scuttlebutt, right? Like, because mm-hmm. CBS well, I mean, bought they, Giant Bomb, yeah. and, and it's like you know we know well, what Red happened. Ventures, Red Ventures oh, brought, bought bought the, the entire package. Of CBS Interactive from ah. CBS because CBS decided they wanted to get out of the business. Like, but the thing is, we don't really need to know about the what specifically happened with Alex and Vinny and Brad because we know how capitalism works. Right. But the funny thing is, we want to know because of other people like them, right? Like, we mm. want to know because of what happened at Gizmodo, and we want to know because, like, oh, like I'm friends with David Roth. Like, I I know what happened with him. Like, what, what happened with what happened with them? Like, it it. It's the same sort of thing that feeds off of it. It must, like, I think it's important to talk about that because, like, you know, if I know, like, Ben isn't writing in video games or isn't doing video game work anymore. And, like, I wouldn't be shocked if, like, Ben and, uh, or I'm sorry, not Ben, uh, if Alex and Vinny and Brad don't 
do video game stuff anymore. Like I have no insight on what they're doing. Um, what was funny was I actually had messaged uh, Alex a couple weeks ago uh, for like book uh, promo uh, planning and was like, hey, like I, I don't know how it works, but like I don't know if you would let, like it would be something I could be on the Beast Cast or whatever. He was like, yeah, like um, I'm not ignoring <laughs> you. Uh, there's just like some stuff that's happening, so like I'll tell you when it happens. And I was like, all right. Um, so I didn't I didn't know ahead of time, but there was like I was I was like I wonder what this is about. Um, yeah, but yeah, like everyone, you, you can kind of guess. Like, yeah, there's only I thought it... one. There's only one truism in the current media landscape, and it's that when media companies change ownership, that is doom. Yeah, I mean, it's either you know, like at, at that point, it's either going to be you know we're under new we're under new ownership or um, I'm leaving, right? Yeah. But like like uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where that that was a, that was kind of a funny thing but also like my first follow up to alex after i heard that was you know because i'm not a monster uh was my first follow up was like hey like you know I, I hope everything goes well you know like really really rooting for you thanks for like you know always being a good friend and stuff like that but like the uh, the the actual follow up would never be uh, even months from now would never be like okay so like are you doing a new adventure <laughs> can i like is is it something that maybe i could be on like it, that like i don't think I think it's perfectly reasonable, and I think this is something that's going to be missed by a lot of people who are not – like – I mean, you and I are closer to the industry than a lot of people are, um, as, yeah. as, as, as troubling as relative, that is to admit. But yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, I think, I think like, you know, for people who aren't, who people who just, like, you know, actually consume it as opposed to making the content, which – let me be clear – that's not casting aspersion. That is the much more reasonable and healthy way to live your life. Yeah. Um, the yeah you know, people who have a real job that makes real money yeah um but although like, really in 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 america right now that you know it's not like we're 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 alone in uh being underpaid and um overworked yeah god knows but um but yeah like i think i think the thing about like the thing about the what I, what i'm trying to say is like the thing about the giant bomb guys quitting is like it is very likely that none of them work in games again because it's like it's exhausting work. It is mm -hmm. it is like frustrating work. It's it's like it is thankless in a lot of ways. Um, and it's it like it can be something you love, but then like you you end up hating the thing you love. Like it very very like. And I think I think that's going to really disappoint some people. I think it's going to really upset people if like those three don't ever do anything in video games again. But like I think I think it's really important. I don't know. Maybe it's not important, but it's important to me to remember that, like, you know, that is like perfectly reasonable, and that is like a normal thing. Yeah. If you've worked for ten years in games and uh, ten plus years in games, and you just want to stop. Forever. Oh, all three of those guys are over 20, 20 years. Is it really twenty? Wow. Sure. I mean, like, yeah, especially that. Like, if you want to just stop, if you want to be done forever, uh, that that is like not only understandable, but maybe even like, you know, the most reasonable move. Like most yeah. people, when they quit something after twenty years, don't want to see it anymore, even if they loved it. And as sad as that is, like I think, I think Alex might not be over twenty. Alex might yell at us for for making him an older man than he is. I don't know, uh, but I'm pretty sure Vinny and Brad are are twenty year vets. Really. But like, yeah, I think I think the you know I think like I, I it, it's tough to draw it's tough to draw the the line around this perfectly because it is it is like people we know kind of, but like. It's also like, you know, like understanding why they may have left, understanding sort of like the pressures that exist and also understanding that like, hey, like 
you know, that might mean they don't do video games. And it might not mean there's like, I, I know what I'm trying. I know why I'm thinking this. Like, there's not going to, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on there being a defector, right? Like mm-hmm. that, like, I think, I think people are spoiled now because of defector where like, oh, the Deadspin guys got back together. Yes. Like my whole crew is here. Yes. All right. Like, let's, let's do it again, fellas. Um, a lot of stuff just ends and like, it's, it, it's okay. Like, I, I hope they, <clears throat> I don't know. I hope they get a break. I hope they feel like they, they can kind of do their own thing for a little bit because I, yeah. I imagine as much as they must've had a blast working together and I'm sure they did. Um, it must've been sort of suffocating too. Just a guess. Yeah. yeah and the jobs the also the jobs that they had aren't coming back. Like the jobs they had were salary. They were, I don't want to guess at what the what the dollar number was, but it was certainly enough to live a comfortable middle class, upper middle class lifestyle uh, with a partner uh, who also works. Um, they had they had benefits. I'm pretty sure they they were under a contract. They were on a contract. Right. This industry and every industry wants people on Patreon. It wants people on Substack. It wants people to be less to, to not be administrative overhead on their HR. It wants to pay, pay right. people with a uh, 1033 forms. It wants contractors. It wants because that's that you know to the extent that we've heard rumors about where Jeff and Giant Bomb are going next. It sounds like they're bringing in a bunch of freelancers. Um, I mean, you know, look, look uh, like it. It's and it's that's vi- how a company like Red Ventures, yeah, would do this. It's it's how authentic brands ruin Sports Illustrated. Yep, like that that's right. is how these companies work, um, and it, you know I'm not gonna cast aspersions on Jeff. I mean he, you know, this is another parasocial fucking thing. But you know uh, he just announced that they have a second child on the way. He's not really in a position to lose his health care. <laughs> right. Um, you know, it's, so yeah, I, yeah. There's a there's a certain amount of flex I'm willing to to give him for you know staying on and being a part of this. But what? These companies, like uh, what these these fucking tech companies or brand companies want to do, is pare everything down to its most transactional, cheapest, lowest quality output, mm-hmm. and then use volume as the key performance indicator. So, like uh, when CBS Interactive had, because for a while, it, it, you know, it was uh, the 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 business complexity guys probably. Or driving themselves insane because CBS Interactive had had both GameSpot and Giant Bomb, and they had two gaming brands. Yeah. So you had, and and the way they worked was that GameSpot was the the free one. It's the one where you know everybody was doing articles that were meant to be clickbait, stuff that was meant to be posted to Facebook, um, you know, uh, videos, stuff designed to go viral, that sort of stuff. That sort of that sort of content churn. So it had a bigger staff. Um, usually it, the, the stuff it put out was shorter, um, and was more memey, uh, meme-like, let's say. Um, <laughs> not, while let's, Giant let's not make Bomb, it a name, like someone yeah. named Mimi. Uh, just, uh just Giant Bomb was a subscription service. It was the premium brand. It right. was, you know, it was a site that could deliver, you know, on the books, here is how many people we have, here is how much money they're paying us, this is the... This is the reach. This is the flat revenue. And I don't pretend to know anything about how they were doing business-wise. I do know that when Major League Baseball and uh, Gannett 
rolled up uh, Sports on Earth and, and fired us all via Twitter, we had just completed uh, a 75% growth over the previous year. We were doing gangbusters. Right. But that wasn't the point. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> they don't that's, care about that yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's absolutely not the point. But, um, you know, but as far as anyone from the outside could tell, looking in at Giant Bomb, they had the most full-time employees they'd ever had. This was before the pandemic. They had the most uh, – before the sale, honestly. They, they didn't – no one left uh, post – pre uh, – after the pandemic started, but before the sale, which I think yeah, was – Yeah, the sale was a big deal. I think the sale – the sale um, was like almost co It was a half – it was exactly 180 days before they uh, – from the Friday they're retiring. Uh, retiring. Wow, uh, is that right? The company. I'm oh, I sure. thought it was much sooner. Oh, wow, I thought it was. I thought it was uh, more coterminous with the beginning of the pandemic. That's funny. Funny how uh, time works. But yeah, they had the most. Fu- I'm pretty sure they had the most full time employees they'd ever had. They had two offices, one on each coast. You know, they were. Yeah, that was a that was a studio uh, that was an enterprise that had been growing. Uh, and generally speaking, before you know. The uh, the board members made their uh, prophecy known to the Pythia at the Oracle that CBS Interactive was going to be sold off to a bunch of fucking vultures. Because um, that's you know that's what the that's what the stats say. Yeah, uh, Red Ventures most likely is a bunch of fucking vultures. Sure. Um, Naturally, you know they they seem to be doing pretty well uh, as as a business. So you know I, I'm. I'm skeptical that the way that Giant Bomb is going to change is going to be enjoyable either for the users and especially not for the people who are going to be creating the content. I expect, I expect I, I'd love to be okay. proved wrong for like the first time about these capitalist freaks. Here's what my guess is. My guess is it will just – because there's – the thing about Giant Bomb is – it's making enough money and it's enough of a known quantity that it'll probably just stick around like um, like the way uh, Geomedia is. Except uh, no one's quite as like openly hostile to the very idea of quality as as the, the people who own yeah, Geomedia. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's like it is it is cartoonish. Um, so I expect I mean, if Gersman's staying on, if people if people from the company are staying on, I expect what will happen. And this is this is purely tea leaves. I don't know. And like, I hope no one takes me at face value or like if, you know, if any one from Giant Palms listening and like are annoyed by this, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not trying to I, I don't know what you're going through or how it's like, I, I, you know, no one's trying to buy my piddly little podcast. But like we're not we're not big enough for anyone from Giant Bomb to listen to us. Well, Alex might. He's been on a couple episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and Ben, I have my I have my ties. Um, but uh, and I, I still count them as Giant Bomb people because it helps me selfishly to count them that way. Um, but yeah, like, I, I, you know, I don't understand exactly what anyone's going through. But at the same point, like. My guess would be purely purely speculation is that it will morph into a kind of like waypoint light sort of thing where it keeps the keeps the keeps a little bit of the brand um, prestige, but uh, lowers mm-hmm. overhead dramatically. Yeah, um, that would be my guess. It sucks shit. It's a shame. I mean, it, it is a shame. But also, I mean, it's not. I don't know. It's not, as you say, it's not like the most surprising thing in the world that it ended up no. happening. All dreams die, especially wow. when they're not when you know they're they're not uh, the preferred business model. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, my uh, my subscription's good through November. I'm pretty sure, so I'll just let it ride and see what happens. Yeah, no, I mean, look, uh, like it 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 could absolutely we could absolutely be surprised. Well, let's be yep. clear, like it it could totally surprise us, and and that would be great. Um, it's just it's 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 a little it's a little sad. Um, I, and I think it's sad for for everyone too. Like I don't think it's. I don't think it's like happy for anyone. Like the people staying. No, the people it's leaving. it's happy for it's... the Red Ventures people. I think the Red Ventures people are are pretty happy. With okay, it. yeah. Well, that's I fine. They're, yes, they're yes, fine. yes. No, fair enough. Um, but it's not happy for let's say like you know it's not necessarily happy for anyone who's remaining at Giant Bomb. It's not like I don't know. It's it's it isn't as if like there's a winner in this. I guess is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Except. Adventures, the but like, there's no individual winner. No, no yeah. person you're going to point to who's like, "Ooh, that person won." Like, it's I mean, I like, could look up who the Red Ventures people are. Please but don't. I'm not gonna. Please don't. Uh, no, I mean, it's like it's 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 not as if like you can be like, oh, you know, like I bet Gerstman loves this, or I bet like you know, like X loves this, or Y loves this. Like, that's not really how it how it works. It's just like for the actual people involved and for the people reading and stuff like that. It just kind of is like it's a it's a drag. It's a shame. I'm just I'm so tired of finding out people whose content I consume and who I know in various ways are getting fired. Yeah, or leaving. I, it's, or, you know, it's or, a drag. You know, institutions are falling apart. I mean, it's it just gonna, it's going to happen. It's going to be more and more. It's like that's what you get for being part of baseball media and video game media. Yeah, the Some two kind of the, freak. Two of the worst. Um, I'm trying to think of a worse one, and I can't. Oh no, excuse me. Political media. Political media is. Yeah. Um, it's far and uh, away. The, the way they did Splinter. Oh, God. Yeah, Splinter really got screwed. Um, boy. Yeah, like, and I think I think we were, we sort of, like, or at least I did. Like, there, there's a way in which, like, I, I did not notice as much about Splinter getting screwed because a lot of the people that I like in Splinter got, like, jobs off of it. Like, I think even, even, uh... Good old Paul Blessed is 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 still mm-hmm. is still working somewhere. Like I think like I know Kath Kruger did did all right for herself and Libby and every like it's like there's a part of me who's like yeah like they did okay a lot of yeah a lot that's... of people landed but they landed on Substack is where they landed. yeah yeah it, it it isn't the same like it's no. that's what they want you to think they want you to think everyone's doing well because they're they're still writing somewhere and that's it's not the same it's not. Um, and not everyone lands. Nope, like, nope. People, most of the people we don't not, hear like, about don't land, yeah. and that those are the people that are gonna. Those are the people that are gonna hurt, hurt the most out of this, right? So yeah, it's it's. Um, I don't know. It sucks. It's it's a real shame. Uh, you know, I'll be I'll be totally honest. I uh, I don't have a lot of positive things to say about it, other than, um, you know, kudos to uh, to the giant bomb people um, who are leaving. They did wonderful work. Um, yep. I don't think we could, and nothing could take that away, and nothing could take away the fact that like the people who are staying have also done wonderful work. It is not, um, it's not a zero sum game. It's just the end of an era, and uh, we can mourn it and celebrate it. Yep. Any other oh, news? Do we have uh, anything? Depositions and discovery are happening in the Apple versus Epic lawsuit. Oh yeah, I'm... all we really know about that, without getting into it with a lawyer, is that yes, both those companies are indeed extremely insufferable. I think it's funny that um, I, I do think the, the the bits I've read, um, the the person that I read it from is um, at Leader Grev, um, who's who's great, um, Mikhail, uh, a friend friend of me. I, I don't think I don't think Mikhail's been on the show. Uh, certainly not, but I don't even know if the, uh, he's been mentioned. But uh, uh, Leader Grev, very good follow if you like this kind of stuff. Um, 
he he's been he's been covering it and um uh oh g r e v sorry i just realized i probably should spell that because uh, <laughs> it's not a real word uh, but uh yeah leader is though uh but yeah like i think the the thing that i've learned about uh, or the thing that i'm most interested in from from like learning about this is that um epic ha- epic is like getting in a really rough place uh, is like has been has been put in a really rough place by Apple insofar as Apple's extremely wealthy lawyers have have done the the thing that extremely wealthy lawyers do and come up with an extremely creative way to uh to force the uh, opposing side to argue their case um and and that way is Epic has to prove that Apple is uniquely less profitable than EG Nintendo and Sony and you well, know, yeah, I mean, all the other places it's just it's 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 good, it's good lawyering. Um, yeah, I mean, they, well, Epic sort of made like walked into that one when they claimed Apple was a unique monopoly. Yep. that's what claiming a monopoly is like. And it, well, and they called them a loss leader, and basically Apple was like, "Oh yeah, really? Well, uh, can you prove that we're a loss leader as opposed to uh, known known extremely great third party profit pr- uh, company Nintendo?" Like, like it's like yeah. oh well, I mean yeah like the you, you look at the at the 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 transcript of the trial and wow it turns out Epic has the same deal with everybody and only whined about it with Apple right. weird yeah and and it, it kind of odd that kind of odd that that's gonna like uh, really blow up in their face in, in such a big way who could have guessed <laughs> yeah. Oh. but yeah it's uh, it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see where it goes um you know it, it is kind of. Uh, I don't know. There's something kind of wonderful about the fact that I don't like anyone in the case. Yeah. Um, I don't care if Epic wins. I don't care if Apple wins. No one's good. Everyone's it doesn't like, it doesn't. I don't play Fortnite, so it doesn't affect me in literally any way. Correct. Yes. Um, um, I certainly wouldn't be playing Fortnite. If I did play Fortnite, I wouldn't be doing it on a fucking phone. Right. Well, kids like it. Uh, yeah. But should kids freaks. be playing Fortnite? I, I don't know. Like. <laughs> I don't have to oh, answer that did, question. Did you see, like, of it. Did you see that judge that judge line of questioning from earlier? Today? No, I didn't. Um, Aaron Judge was he? Uh, no, no. Um, special uh, the, special the guest lawyers. litigator. Uh, yes, Aaron Judge because he's because he's currently hurt. You see, so he has time off. Uh, no, <laughs> what the is it, litigators, <laughs> the lawyers for for Epic, um, were compl- did a line of questioning with a witness wherein they were basically complaining that uh, Apple put undue barriers in the way of uh tra- doing transactions of like one there was no one click purchase in app in in game <laughs> button like you had to exit the game and go to the app and the judge bu- busted like wait a second here wait a second we're talking about a kids game i thought i'm pretty sure we're not supposed to make it easy for kids to impulse buy things that's incredible it's, it's like uh okay well one yes, but two judge, uh, you don't have to play the pit the part that well. Like you know what the deal is here with with the capitalism, right? I mean, maybe yeah, not. Like I don't know, judges are... judges are like notoriously naive about stuff like that. Where it's that like, is true. I assumed that this was like, are we protecting children? Um, <laughs> well, tar- as someone no. who's a judge in the family, they are extraordinarily naive when it suits their purposes. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, look, like, I, I, I would not be shocked to find out that an American judge is like, well, now, hang on, like, aren't we protecting the children? Um, on the other hand, like, yeah, the the, the, the thing is, no, um, n- no children are being protected. This is not how, um, 
this is not how Fortnite works. It's not, as you say, how capitalism works. This is just how, um, this is just like the, the, they, they want the, they want the easy buy option because that's, that's like how you make your money. If you have to stop and ask your parents, like, no, your parents are going to not give you the V bucks. Uh, cause the parents know that like a little costume for your guy is not worth, you know, $20. Or your parents will give you the credit card and not ask again because your parents have that kind of money. Ah, oh, that'd be great. And that is where Fortnite whales come from. Um, so yeah, that that trial is ongoing. Uh, we will cover it in similarly uninformed little missives as more news comes out. I assume at some point you'll have a, a guest who actually knows. Ah, you about little shit piggies on, love it. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it 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 is like it is interesting in in a certain way. It's also just like totally not my wheelhouse. <laughs> like I don't yeah. know anything about it, so um, it is kind of it's dicey to talk about. However, I think like I think the 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 one thing to to really note and to like really like emphasize is the repercussions of it will in fact be felt by like normal folks like us. Um, no, not like me. Not like me. I will never install the Fortnite app. You don't have to install um, that the point is, John, you don't have to install Fortnite in order to feel the repercussions of this. Um is is the is the answer here. Um it doesn't matter if you play Fortnite or not. You will you will have some sort of this will have an effect on third-party games. Um mm. and uh as we all know, you do play third-party games on on the Apple on the yeah the, the Apple phone. I'm like 85 years old now calling it the Apple phone. What the <laughs> fuck is that thing called? The iPhone. God. I take it back. Maybe this won't impact you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, nope. Uh and Nintendo I'm dumb announced shit. And Nintendo announced a new maker game like a game where you like make stuff in the game which um is nice cuz it means that something fun uh that people can do content of on Twitter will come out. That is cool, especially since they've like they love to like shut shit down. Like why? Yeah. Like, it's it's very weird that Mario Maker One is just has is or has just gone the fuck away. Yeah, um, they don't care. They don't care. They're very aggressive about this shit. Uh, and if you try to set up a private server, you will die at the hands of their lawyers. Oh yeah, no, 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 don't, um, don't, don't you dare do that shit, friends. Please do not. Please do not. Do not do. Uh... The, the the very foolish thing of uh, taking on Apple or taking on uh, Nintendo at their own game. Uh, this is yeah. this is not recommended by uh, Patch Notes LLC. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think like I think you know uh, as much as as much as Nintendo's like extraordinarily irritating thing where they um, they're like oh hey like now it's time for new stuff like we want you to buy it so the old stuff's gone forever. Uh, that's annoying and bad, but on the other hand, they, they do make the, the new stuff, so uh, yeah. it should be fun to see when it comes out. Um, who's to say who's right or wrong? Uh, I will. Uh, they're wrong. They should make the new stuff and keep the old stuff around. Um, all right. Well, uh, that's all the news I know about, uh, unless, you know, late-breaking news like uh, the, the concept of criticism is, is retiring or whatever. No, um, we're, if, if any news breaks, we're, we're going to punt it to next week. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, uh, what games are you playing? I am playing. Um, one second. I am playing Near Replicant version one point two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine dot dot dot. I am. I am. Uh, just, which I am frowning that you are that you are doing all of that. That is. That is a. That is the you title just got a game. violation. Uh, this is oh. this is now a sports show. Violation. Yes, I'm, and the penalty box. Um, 
Near Replicant version that is the uh, remake of the 2010 game that was released here as just Near, um, but whose actual title was Near Gestalt. Um, it was one of two copies of that game. Um, the other version of that game was the original Near Replicant, which without any version numbers. Um, and the difference between those two games was the protagonist. Uh, in both games, you are playing a character with a sickly, younger female family member um, who is succumbing to a strange disease called the Black Scrawl in the far post-apocalyptic future of humanity. This may, some of this may sound familiar to you if you play the other game with Nier in the title. <laughs> um, That's right, Nier Death Stranding. Yeah, near Death Stranding, right. Uh, she has white hair, again. Um, she is a Yoko Taro uh, protagonist. She is a Yoko she has yeah, white yeah, hair. She has white hair. Um, and so the plot of the game is, the, is your attempt to cure this family member uh, and the ways in which this goes wrong and becomes a tragedy. Because, again, it is a Yoko Taro game. Yeah, it's not going to uh, end happily. Between, the difference between Gestalt and Replicant is that in Gestalt, you play the middle-aged father of this girl, and in Replicant, you play the uh, the Baishanan, uh teen brother of this girl. Um, the girl in this case is Kane. Uh, am I right? No, Kaine is the character that he wishes he that Taro would have written as a love interest for either the protagonist of Gestalt or Replicant, except that he claims, he says that he does not have the requisite, like, ability or knowledge or experience to write romance plots. Wow. Because he is Yoko Taro. Wow. We, and that is the, the we, sort of shit he says. We absolutely stand a Hikiki Omori <laughs> yeah. king. Yes. Um, um, if, you, if, you're not, if you don't know about Yoko Taro's whole thing, just Google an interview by him and uh, go nuts. You'll, you'll have a lot of fun. He's great. I, I like Yoko Taro. I think he's fun. He's fantastic. Um, uh, uh, you know, S-tier pervert, but without... See, so, okay, so the difference between uh, a character like Kaine, uh, who runs around in her lingerie, and a character like Quiet from Metal Gear Solid V, who runs around in her lingerie, is, th is that Yoko Taro never does the whole shtick where he says you'll be ashamed of your words and deeds when you find out why this babe is running around in her lingerie. The reason she's <laughs> running around her lingerie is because Yoko Taro is horny as hell. That's right. That's and, and Yoko Taro is very clear about that. Like, there's yeah. no explanation... Like, there's no explanation other than that given for the way the androids look in Nier. Like, it, it mm -hmm. is just like... Uh, he was posting pictures of the female protagonist's ass as drawn by fan artists uh, on launch day for Nier Automata. Yeah. He the just, man he loves is that simply stuff. horned up. Um, and unapologetic about it. And usually, not, and not problematic about it either. Uh, Kaine is, is uh, an intersex character. Um... So she has both male and female sex characteristics, but she does identify as female. And Taro, although putting her in lingerie, also made a, a point of making sure, like, saying it was important to him. And this is, of course, something where he would have had to face pushback and had fights with other members. Oh, of the God, team, probably. yes. Uh, it was important to him that none of the jokes that they made about Kaine invo involved misgendering. Interesting. Um, he says this in the IGN interview about uh, near replicant version whatever uh, which is a very interesting it's a very fun interview um, let me let me pull up my my favorite um, uh, bit of this interview 
Um, okay, question uh, from the interviewer. 2B, who is the protagonist of Near Automata, versus Kaine. Who wins? Taro's answer. Since you're the one asking the question, if we pit 2B and Kaine against each other, Kaine is going to come after you, Michael, and she's going to kill you, so you won't know what happens. <laughs> and so that is generally how Yoko Taro answers questions. Um, and how he feels about the characters he creates. Uh, no, he's fantastic. He's great. Um, uh, horny, but generally not problematic. It just uh, extreme. His his stories are extremely dark. Um, yeah, they're not. They're, they're not happy. Um, this is like, the, and they were used to be dark in a very straightforward and immature way. And I'm thinking specifically of Drakengard and Drakengard Two. In this regards, uh, he was the uh, creative director. Um, on Drakengard, he uh, for the sequel. Uh, these were both with the Cavia uh, Game Studios, I believe, is what it was called. Uh, for the sequel, he um, the, uh, the, the the quality assurance team, whatever the the board of wise men at the top of, of Cavia <laughs> was officially called, um, was like, Yoku, you need to tone it down a little bit. And Yokotaro was like, Absolutely not. We'll never tone it down. <laughs> Um, and How so dare they had to, you. they removed him from creative director of that game, and he was he was a video he became like some sort of he became like a video editor or something. He did something with the cutscenes uh, for the rest of Dragon Guard Two. So Dragon Guard Two wasn't really his vision. Uh, but then this game that uh, would become near Gestalt and near uh, Replicant was supposed to be the original Dragon Guard Three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that sort of changed over the, over the course of development. Uh, there was eventually an actual Dragon Guard Three. Uh, which included Taro, this as an end, as an end. Yes, yes. Uh, which is a direct part of this game, in 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 some senses, it's the senses that it is part of it are spoilers. Um, <laughs> but you know, yeah, he eventually got his way with regards to uh, Drakengard the series. Um, but this this game sort of marks the change from. Okay, so here's Drakengard. It's about a guy who's screaming curses all the time and killing things with his sword, and a dragon that's burning cities, and the uh, your your party members are a pedophile priest and a cannibal elf. They who pray they both prey on children different ways. Um, and at some point, a baby's like a baby's gonna crawl over the horizon and destroy a city. Um, you know, it, it was at some point he he moved away from those sort of, like, all-id, big, you know, throw-it-all-at-you-right-there um, exemplars of dark or, you know, hard fantasy, uh, and moved towards what you see in Nier, in Nier Automata, which is the slow game, where, you know, he'll reel you in a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and then it's in the back half of the narrative or the back half of a, you know... This or that side quest, or in the, in the, because all these games have multiple endings, you know, in endings B and C or whatever, that you really get that soul crushing Taro knife right in the ribs. Right, which is, of course, what happens in, um, in Automata. Yep. The ending of like, um, E and F are like, are just crushing. Um, and yeah, fam- famously, uh, it's, it's, you know, not, you're not far, it's, it's very similar in Replicant. Mm, um, interesting. I'm still working my way through those endings, but. Uh, you're not going to, like, if you, this game was meant to be played before Automata, because um, this game was made. It is, like, it's it's not a prequel, really, because prequels are sequels that 
happened temporally before the original title. This was a game that actually came out well before Automata and informed it. Um, just very few people ever played it. Correct, yes. <laughs> it, it was not very well received over here. The only reason um, Gestalt uh, actually has the, 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 the sad, mad, bad dad protagonist is because someone at Square of America, Sony of America, sorry, uh, told them, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, th- these, these grumpy dads, they're all the rage. Back in, you know, when they're putting this together, which I guess was in 2008, 2009 for 2010 release. They kind of were the all the rage at that point. They were all the rage, but they were not the rage amongst the subset of American players who were going to buy an imported JRPG. <laughs> <laughs> Those people actually did want the cute boy. Yeah. Um, so they sort of misread the market there. Uh, but now we do get, and you know, and as a slight story spoiler, there is a time skip. Uh, there's a five-year time skip somewhere in the story. Uh, so you do it, – it does sort of make more sense to have a teen boy. Time skip uh, in a Yoko Taro story. Tell yeah, me more. Yeah, I know. Kind of, well, okay. The, the, the first time skip is from the prologue to the first act. You get a prologue of uh, – that lasts like uh, five minutes while it teaches you all the basic controls to play the game and fight. And then you get slapped with the fucking 1,412 years later <laughs> card. It's so good. <laughs> Um, <laughs> utterly, utterly demolished. Yeah, there is, um, but there is a more reasonable time skip later, and it makes more sense that, uh, you, you know, you, you go from playing a 16-year-old to a 21-year-old, and there's a bigger difference there, maybe, than going from playing a 45-year-old to a 50-year-old. Or I don't know. I feel like there's been a pretty big difference for me going from the last five years <laughs> of my life into the most recent stuff. Like, I yeah, I think it still counts. I, it also, it, it just kind of feels a bit more appropriate for... Um, for for brother near to be running around with Kaine and uh, who has been previously discussed and Emil who is like an eight year old or twelve year old wizard boy, um, it, players from a automata uh, automata whatever how the fuck you say that doesn't matter will recognize the name Emil. Um, yes, it is the same character. If you want to know how near automata's Emil became like that, you will find out. Uh, he is quite, I, from what I, I haven't, it's been a while since I've played Automata, but he is quite a different character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, um, honestly, like, I would I would argue that the the uh, Emil in, in Automata is almost played as a joke. Like, he's sort of, like, yeah. kind of goofy. Um, a callback, basically, which is fine. I mean, that's, yeah. I, far be it for me to be the person who says, like, all uh, all callbacks must be extremely serious and extremely, like, you know, how, how dare you, Yoko Taro? How dare you not, like, pay homage to your own creations in the most, like, yeah. grim way possible? Um, yeah. So, but, like, I, I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to play it. I'm um, I'm kind of, I have, like, a, I have, like, a, 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 a mad desire to play, because um, a, a listener, um, I think it was SourceForce, who people might know from, uh, if they ever watched the stream, um uh, sent me a copy of Nier on Xbox 360, and I have this mad desire to get my Xbox 360 working and play the original Nier, Automata, mm-hmm. and then uh, Replicant in order, uh, just to see what that's like. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'll do it. We'll see. Uh, I, I'll be, I'd be interested to hear about how uh, the original Nier plays in 2022 or whenever you get around to doing this. <laughs> um, good good estimate. Um, yeah. I have a lot uh, of stuff because... going on. <laughs> I remember it playing fine, but just barely fine. Oh, uh, it certainly in didn't play anywhere near. 
in 2010, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... Because what I remember most about it is this, like, I was like, oh, this is kind of trying to be a 3D Zelda. Oh, yeah. Uh, and doesn't really nail it <laughs> in terms of the controls. Yeah. Um, wow, yeah, okay. Because the thing is that, like, if you handed me Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask or even Twilight Princess and asked me to do bullet hell sections, oh, I would God. throw the controller at you. Um, it would, I mean, and can you imagine? You know, the, uh, there it is, I recall it being quite a struggle uh, at times to deal with uh, some of the stuff that they really wanted to do in that original game uh, and didn't have the, maybe the bandwidth for. Uh, but in, in this in this game, it, it's perfectly, it's incredibly playable. Uh, it is, it's the same engine as Automata. Okay. Uh, it plays like that. Uh, Platinum's name isn't on it. Um, Toy Logics is. I think they're the people who did the actual, you know, heavy lifting with programming. Uh, but as far as I can tell, it is the exact same combat engine. Okay. Um, and you don't, unlike Automata, you don't go switching perspectives so much. Like you're always playing as the same guy, even when. Oh, you that's the, interesting. Uh, like, uh, yeah, like uh, mild spoilers. After you beat the game once, you get you then play Kaine's story. Mm-hmm. When in Automata you played character names story, you actually played as that character. Like character you finished Two B's story and went to Nine S's story. You played as Nine S. Uh, in this, you still play as the brother near character. Um, you just get different, slightly different, slightly expanded cutscenes. Mm. Um, so you know, it's, it's interesting. It is very much a faithful port to the point where the Shadow Lord's Castle at the end is still ninety percent that one hallway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. stamped over and over and over again. Good, because at that point they were kind of out of dev time and resources, I guess. Let's. Um, I mean, honestly, like. It, it's sort of like respecting the fallen. Like, yeah, yeah. Ma- many devs died to bring you this information. Like, let's. let's yep. I mean, yeah. Them. Like, there's, there's no, there is absolutely no reason for them to reimagine it this at this date. They're, they're, you know, they're doing an updated remake of the game, and they're pretty faithful to it. Um, there are some, some, there are, some, there is some new stuff added in. Apparently, um, obviously, there's a lot more voice acting. Mm-hmm. Um, you can probably tell that just by <laughs> looking at their respective IMDb. IMDB pages. Uh, none of the original voice actors were actually even credited, apparently. Very normal. <laughs> uh, very normal. Yeah, for 2010, I guess it was. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, but yeah, they, it's it's fully voice acted now, so there's a lot more of Liam O'Brien's grimoire vice being absolutely ridiculous. Um, uh, why am I blanking on her name? Uh, Kanye's voice actress, Laura Bailey. Oh, okay. Um, Kanye's yeah. voice actress Laura Bailey is oh, yes. now like fully cleared to yell f bombs, which I'm pretty sure the original in 2010 like if it didn't limit if it didn't limit her to a couple f bombs like it certainly ra- seemed to ration them a lot more. Like Kanye, Kanye is like using the full depth and breadth of the American uh, curse slang uh, in this rendering of it uh, of the story. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's fully voice acted. It's great. Uh, the 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 voice actors for the protagonist do a great job as well. Um, Jameson Price, the guy who voices Father Near in 2010, is also back. Wow. Um, because Father Near does show up at one point. Um, I will not explain why or how, but he does. Someone um, modded him into the game already. Yes. Yes. It, yes. It's an official mod. 
Um, but he's around, so like if if like me, you were kind of sad, like like you understood why the character was brother near now, but you sort of missed father near. He is around. He's it's in the just game. so messed up how much you love angry dads, John. Yeah, it is. It's fucked up. Uh, fucked up and rude. I'm problematic. Um, but no, no, it's 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 a lot of fun. Um, there's don't do all the side quests. You know, if you've been on the internet, you've seen the me- the memes about near and side quests. Um, they're generally correct. I can't I encourage say, anyone to go read memes about side quests. Yeah. Well, yes. Uh, there's well the dark id, um, who does let's does and did let's plays for something off of forums is the author of the most famous near meme, which is a flowchart. Um, which is which is a flowchart that explains to you what side quests to do in near, and the conclusion the side the the chart comes to is only do a side quest if it is not immediately annoying and <laughs> know you can com- complete it right now. And to the and yes yes I would agree with that for the most part. For your first playthrough though, like do some of those annoying side quests. Like yeah, ignore the ones that are like okay. Um, I'm going to ask you straight up for 10 uh, things of wool, 10 goat meats, and five pieces of rubber. Ignore those. <laughs> those, ones, those ones suck shit. Um, but, like, if, the, if, if the, the side quest is, like, to deliver a letter from a boyfriend who is setting up shop in, in the seaport, uh, and he's finally hit the jackpot, he's finally got the stall set up, and he's ready for his girlfriend to move down and move in with him, and your quest is to take a letter across the world map to where she lives, yeah, go do that. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and don't reload the quest after it ends in tragedy, because that's how it's supposed to end. <laughs> that's how all of those side quests end. Yeah, no, um, of course. I mean, that's... Yeah. It's a Yoko Taro game. We know that um, now. <laughs> yeah, so I've enjoyed a lot. There is a uh, review that says most of this stuff. Also up on Goonhammer.com. I would say, um, yeah, go read go read John's review on uh, Goonhammer and go read uh, – I know Dia has a review on um, – uh, let's see. Ah, on Vice, uh, which actually got her into a lot of trouble. Um, oh, nice. Because uh, she, uh, she says the, the truth. Uh, to a lot of people, and I honestly, it's probably not the truth to me, but it's just because I'm a terribly uh, sick individual. Um, mm. The uh, the that in fact, auto battle is the best version of combat uh, because you oh, get to that's watch. Probably true. Yeah. You get to watch all the cool stuff, right? Um, yeah. Um, that's almost certainly true. I actually have I I forgot about that fu- function. I have never turned it on. I should turn it on and see what happens. Yeah, apparently it's neat. Um, but yeah, I uh, I mean. So, you know, I, I should say Dia's uh, recent um, – Dia's recently quit uh, game, games writing after her review of Returnal uh, got, like, a bunch of people to brigade her because she said it wasn't very good. Um, and a bunch of AAA people just said that, you know, how, how dare you and, like, basically did the thing that AAA games fans do all the time. Uh, huh. So, you know. Jesus. She, she, well, I mean, yeah. it looked like shit, so she was probably right. Oh, yeah, and um, I, she made I a good case for it. I mean, like all of yeah. her writing, agree with it or don't. Like, I don't agree with every one of Dia's takes. I, I We've disagreed many times, but they're always well thought out. Um, yeah. But I would say even 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 though you... Uh, Returnal's the game that doesn't have an in-run save, so the devs have 
suggested that you just put the game in rest mode when you don't want to. That that is correct. That, that, yes. is that it's that game, right? Yeah, that game was yeah. the one that people were getting are getting bent out of shape about. I mean the okay. So like All the right. I think like the the thing about the thing about Returnal that I'm to understand from Dia's review and other people. It, it's not just Dia saying this; it's other people as well. That it's the the. Uh, uh, Doc Doc Squiddy, who uh, made the wonderful Adios, which actually I guess should be my game. I played Adios, uh, which everyone should play. I already have a podcast up about it, so you can listen to that to get me and Liv's thoughts on it. Um, but uh, it's great. It's a wonderful story. It's it's written about as well as a video game can be, I think. Which is actually it 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 reads like uh, the same way that a very good novel or an excellent novel would read. In in, in oh, so ways. so almost as good as uh, Heavy Rain. God damn it. Um, <laughs> Horrible, horrible thing you just said. Uh, yeah, but like, I'm sorry. But also sticks to the mechanics of video games. Like, it doesn't try to be a novel, but it fe- it gives you that feeling that you get when reading a good novel. Uh, but also within a video game, it's it's a it's a remarkable achievement. You should definitely play it. It takes like two hours to beat, um, and and so it's worth your time. I would go pick it up. Uh, it's pretty cheap. I think it's like fifteen bucks. Um, it is better than Heavy Rain. I'm gonna I'm just gonna go out there and and, and jump on yes. that limb. Better than Heavy Rain. Better than the Detroit game. Uh, it doesn't solve racism vis-a-vis uh, cyborg. So how how could right, it not I, I apologize for for side for derailing you. From how your dare you? Point, um, which was something about Returnal, I believe. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I derailed myself. But the uh, yeah, I mean, like, so uh, Doc Doc also pointed this out about Returnal. Um, is that like, you know, the the guns feel great in it, and Doc is a big mm. like. Aside from Adios is a is a very story driven game you wouldn't know it uh doc also worked at paratopic like these are not games that that have the uh the the um pedigree of being like shooters uh but he loves shooters and he's like he's worked on shooters and stuff and has a lot of ideas about how guns should feel in shooters um and says like guns feel great in returnal feel perfect uh but uh in fact the plot and gameplay structure is uh what almost keeps him quitting it's what he plays in spite of as opposed to like you know i play these for the guns I wish the gameplay loop was better, uh, mm-hmm. and, like enough that I could. And like that's basically his point. Like, it's a roguelite. It needs a good death cycle. You need to enjoy it. And uh, Returnal just doesn't have it. Um, it's so. to get back to Giant Bomb. To loop back to Giant Bomb Please. briefly. Uh, Jeff did Oof. a two-hour quick look of it. Uh huh. And sort of like the way things have been going with Jeff, and because that because two-hour quick look means he streamed it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sure. Why not? The way Jeff has things have been going with Jeff and. To, and those kind of quick looks is that if you see Jeff post a two-hour quick look, the game sucks. Oh, really? <laughs> like the last two-hour quick look he posted before that was of uh, Balin Wonderland or whatever that fucking game is. Uh, Balabin Wonderland, the 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 game from the uh, the Sonic guy. Oh yeah, okay. Oh, Wonderworld, Wonderworld, Balin Wonderworld, Balin Wonderworld, uh, the one-button game uh, that. Like the sort of like shitty Mario Odyssey, um, yeah. One does one button Mario Odyssey really? Does that convey just how bad that game is? Just in those words? Yeah, honestly, it kind of does. It kind of it's kind of chilling. Like a costume game where the costume, like if you get the wrong costume, you can't jump anymore. Oh, like and it's a platformer. Yeah, it is a truly dire game. It sounds miserable. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. He spent two hours with Returnal as well. Yikes. Um, Yikes. Um, but yeah, no, I would I would say um, I don't know. I don't I haven't heard much about Returnal, but I also don't I, I don't have enough, you know, uh, I don't have enough stake 
to say play. I don't have a PS5. I don't have a PS5. I don't either. So I can't actually really. But on the other hand, I will say read read Dia's review of um, of Nier as well. I think it's very good. Uh, And John's review, of course, always read John's reviews on Goonhammer.com. Absolutely. I mean that's that's how you show you care about uh, the show and John. Um, Mm -hmm. That is what I want you to come up and say to me. When we have our parasocial moment. Hey, I loved your work on Goonhammer.com. How can I, I get know you too some much, more money? I know too much about you, but one of the things I know about you is that I clicked on the links to Goonhammer.com. And I will say, <laughs> that is fine. <laughs> That's okay. We can still be friends now. Um, yes. Well, John, what else? Uh, anything else Anything else you, you want to get off your chest? Uh, want to no, yell about? Uh, my, my, my game for next week for Goonhammer is going to be this fucking DACA, this orc flight game that was ported over from mobile um oh, what the fuck God. is it called uh daca squadron Flyboys edition Flyboys is a z at the end because fuck the orcs in 40k man i hate that shit wow that sounds really um, bad um, it's a port of a mobile game um if you look uh, look up footage of it uh be careful um, the footage I've seen has given me motion sickness. Cool. So the game's going to be really fun for you to play. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic for me to review a game whose footage, not even play footage, like not even playing it, but watching people play it, has given me motion sickness. I mean, I, um, I reviewed I when I was still reviewing stuff uh, for places that now are out of business, and I don't write for people anymore because if I do, they go out of business. That's actually not a hard and fast rule, but it should be. Um, the uh, I, I reviewed Alex, Half-Life Alex, which gave me motion sickness, so you could do it, too. Excellent. Um, but after that, I'm going to be treating myself to the uh, Mass Effect Remastered. Ah, uh, yeah, that is a treat for you. That's exactly what, what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, definitely. All right, man. Well, uh, we'll see you next week. Yep, unless we decide to go two weeks because hey. nothing fucking happened yeah, because well, we're still stuck in a pandemic. Well, and and, and we're 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 stuck with Bitcoin, uh, taking yep. all the taking all the processors, so we're not gonna have news for a while. Uh, go you know go invest your money in whatever coin you want to, you sickos. Um, I'll talk to you soon. Yep. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>